Yeah, this is another riveting episode of the Cafe Americaine podcast. I am your host, Chris Michaels. You can listen to me on Podbean, Stitcher, and iTunes. I'm also going to be buying a whole bunch of snazzy new podcasting equipment. So gird your loins because all of the women out there are just going to get all wet and all the guys out there are going to have raging hard-ons because of this new equipment. I'm going to have a bigger, bassier voice. And who knows what else is going to happen. Actually, I'm going to have more people on. I'm going to have a couple more mics. And it's going to be a very good time because I'm actually going to be able to joke around about stuff and not talk about such serious things like replicating reality with nanotubes. Also, the Nixium slut queen who was keeping uh, slaves in her apartment and her house has pled guilty. Uh, What else are we going to talk about? NASA has... Uh, gone full bore into saying that volcanic Armageddon is more possible than any sort of a meteorite crashing into Earth. Uh, The Iranian National Guard has been designated as a terrorist organization, and in return, Iran has said that the United States is a terrorist group as well. They're not wrong. Uh, Either side. Uh, Fat Jerry Nadler is pushing... Uh, William Barr, Attorney General, to commit illegal actions, and also Michael Flynn's honeypot finally speaks. Uh, She was all over Twitter over the past couple of weeks, and uh, it's very, very interesting to read what she has said over Twitter. It's completely different, and it's a lot more truthful than what you've been hearing in the mainstream media. And finally, there has been Ukrainian meddling in the 2016 elections. Nobody seems to talk about that, and the Ukrainian meddling has been on behalf of the Democrats and Hillary Clinton. But no, 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 we can't say a word about that, lest we dispel the myth of the altruistic liberal and Democrat parties doing everything for the american people but before we go into that you know i do like to go into uh you know sometimes very very esoteric topics dealing with uh let's see energy or metaphysical aspects of reality but this time but this time in forbes magazine eric mack has decided to publish an article he titles it a real world star trek replicator is now possible thanks to new breakthrough okay so there you've got to take away a certain number of things in this article and let me read (laughs) read to you about some of this stuff okay A startup with alumni from MIT and Yale says it's made a breakthrough in creating a next-generation material that should make it possible to 3D print literally anything out of thin air. Well, how might they do this, do you ask? Uh, Let's see. New York-based Mattershift has managed to create a large-scale carbon nanotube membrane that enables... Uh, individual molecules to combine and separate. Okay, so <laughs> so that's that's an interesting paragraph or sentence. This technology gives us a level of control over the material world that we've never had before, says Mattership founder and CEO Dr. Rob McGinnis. For example, right now we're working to remove CO2 from the air and turn it into fuels. This has already been done using conventional technology, but it's been too expensive to be practical. 
Using our tech, I can see blah, 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 carbon zero gasoline. The company says their breakthrough be brings down the difficult and costly manufacturing material, which should allow the technology to burst onto the... Okay, oh, so the, the main takeaway from all of this is that they are they are able to 3d print anything out of thin air using large-scale carbon nanotube membranes hello more gelins uh, disease <laughs> you might want to look that up for a little bit and uh, do some research on that and then look at the back of your dollar bill or the front of your dollar bill and uh, see if you can find those red and blue hairs and connect the dots between Morgellons uh, disease and those and chemtrails. Uh, he goes on. It should be possible to combine different types of our CNT membranes in a machine that does what molecular factories have long been predicted to do. To make anything we need from basic molecular building blocks. We're talking about printing matter from the air. Imagine one of these devices on Mars and blah, 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 so on and so forth. A molecular factory is a long-predicted technology that, in theory, should be able to accomplish some of the what the replicator does from the Star Trek series, although not nearly as cleanly as on the show. Okay, so there's a couple of things you should take away from this, <laughs> from this article. They're creating reality. They are able to print anything they want from literally nothing. They're combining and dividing molecules, the building blocks of existence with nanotubes, carbon nanotubes. <laughs> okay, so the first thing we should take a look at is, uh, well, how long has this technology been around? That's one. Uh, two, uh, if it's been around for this long and it's only being made public now and this is being done by a private company, what does the government have? Uh, th <laughs> three, if they're talking about fuels, then what exactly are they already doing and why are we using gasoline and diesel fuel? Because the experiments have already been done. If they can successfully claim that this, this technology can be used for fuel, then, then clearly they've already have had it done. And, and another, another interesting thing, here and this was brought up by Dr. Joseph Farrell. You can look at his website at Giza Death Star. That's where I got this article. And I'm going to go on a different pathway than what he suggests. However, he does make a good point. Um, there was uh, Drexler. What's this guy's name? Um, I think his name was. Nah, I can't figure it out. Oh, Drexler is his last name. That's all you have to know. And. He basically said that you can create reality. And if you wanted to create reality, then you have to do it from the basic building blocks, mainly atoms and molecules. And lo and behold, this is exactly what's going on now. <laughs> so, uh, in the 90s, in the 90s, IBM created its logo out of atoms. 
AT&T Laboratories successfully created the first man-made atom. And that's in the 90s. 2000s. We're talking 20 to 30 years ago, AT&T was making its own atoms. Where was I with this? <laughs> Where was anybody else with this story? How come nobody else is talking about this or has been talking about this? And what has happened to the technology since then? So go with me on this. I really don't think AT&T is going anywhere or will be going anywhere in the foreseeable future. Next couple of decades, next half century, next full century. And it is reasonable to, uh, to, to, I don't know, to postulate that in that time, over the course of the next century, if AT&T is able to make man-made atoms and this company is able to, meet, uh, to, to break down molecules or combine mo molecules to create uh, physical substances literally out of nothing, then I'm going to say that Elon Musk is probably right. We more than likely are living in an artificially generated environment, e.g., not i.e., e.g., a matrix. And this matrix has been established and created in the future. And more than likely, time travelers have been able to transport that technology back into various timelines to create said reality. You're literally looking at an artificial reality created by corporations to make sure that the soul is, is kept in this time loop, in this karmic time loop, where you have to go back and forth and over and over and over. You are an energy-generating device, much like the movie The First Matrix postulates. The second, third matrix, you don't need to see those. It's bullshit and it's horrible, horrible cinematography. It's just a horrible two film. But the first movie is what you really need to watch, and I'm sure many of you have watched. If you're listening to this podcast, and more than likely you have seen that movie. Uh, so, uh, yes, I, this is an extremely disturbing story because then you have to talk about how do you break through and how do you break out of said reality, artificial reality, that has been created by corporations, if not government contractors, that want you to remain in said reality. I mean, this is the closest thing that we've seen to a matrix in so many ways. They're talking about creating nothing. I mean, creating something from nothing by breaking down molecules and combining them. And then we've got AT&T that is able to create artificial atoms. But for some reason, we can't put men on the moon or on Mars. Or clean up the oceans. Or find ways to, <laughs> to, to recycle garbage. You know, it's, it's nonsense. It is absolute nonsense. So there's something evil afoot here. And I will say evil because there is evil out there. It's not – there is a good and there is a bad. There is an enlightened and there is an evil. And I – this is extremely disturbing. Because you can put the pieces together here 
you if if we're to go down this rabbit hole then you really don't control your reality all it is is a series of scenarios that you've been placed in that you have no control over and these artificial atoms have created the scenario that you decide <laughs> you're in and it's it's just an artificial environment that's been created by these corporations at some point in the distant future that has allowed time i mean if i'm right with this <laughs> this is this is groundbreaking stuff right here so uh, uh take a look take a look. <laughs> take make sure you don't see any cracks in the varnish here or uh or any mandela effects uh, the Mandela effect for for many people that don't know. I I didn't necessarily believe in the Mandela effect until I looked at a couple of um uh which call regressions, hypno regressions. Uh, and it's it's pretty interesting because the the whole idea behind the Mandela effect is that certain people remember certain events while others remember those same events in an extremely different manner. And the reason why it's called the Mandela effect is it references Nelson Mandela. Some people remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison, while other people remember Nelson Mandela getting out of prison. So you have these two different populations that are swearing that, one, he died, or two, he left prison. Uh, so it, it, a lot of people think this has something to do with CERN and manipulating reality itself. I mean, think about CERN. CERN is that big particle smasher below the Alsace-Lorraine. I mean, really, we're talking about the Alsace-Lorraine again? World War II? I mean, World War I, the big deal that Alsace-Lorraine was going to be the buffer? And then all of a sudden, during World War II, Alsace-Lorraine is like a flashpoint for Hitler and... Uh, for Hitler. For Germany and France. And then we've got plenty of people that say uh, there is an enormous amount of occult activity that occurs in the Alsace-Lorraine uh, specifically referencing Pindar, Pindar being a wine, also meaning penis of the dragon. So you've got this whole, <laughs> this whole big reptilian thing going on in Alsace-Lorraine, and now you've got CERN beneath Alsace-Lorraine. Uh, they're essentially trying to manipulate reality and break through the third dimension. That's what's going on at CERN. And they've got all sorts of weird rituals that are going. You can they did you can fire it up YouTube and look at it. Um, they've got occult rituals for the opening of CERN. They've got I, I think uh, Shiva there with the many arms. They've got an enormous statue of Shiva is at CERN. It's just bizarre, bizarre behavior if you don't factor in the occult mythology that a lot of these deranged beings have in mind and follow. So. You know, this is all part of that, manipulating reality, literally manipulating reality. So watch out for the Mandela effect and see if you can find any cracks in the varnish within your own timelines. Because it's all perspective. We're all in this together, but we're all doing our own different separate things. Uh, speaking of deranged individuals, Nixium, N-I-N-X-I-V-M, um, is this massive, massive cult. It's a sex cult that is mostly located in New York. Uh, the Seagram's heiress is involved 
with the Nixium cult. Uh, the Seagram's, you know, ginger ale and, and the, the soda heiress, that individual. Now, what's funny about her, the Seagram's heiress, is that she's part of the Nixium cult, right? And the Nixium cult itself has portrayed the work that they're doing as self-help, assisting people getting over the humps in their lives. Well, no, really, it was a breeding ground and a sex slave operation. And then there was a cult within the cult called DOS. And the DOS, those were the elite cultists. And if you made it to that circle, you were afforded a brand on your hip, meaning they took a hot iron and branded you because you had graduated from the normal cult and into the elitist cult. And what is more disturbing with this cult is that it has many, many ties to the Democrats, including Clinton fundraising. Yes, the Nixium cult group was instrumental in raising funds for the Clintons in New York State. And also, the Seagram's heiress got the vapors and fainted in court when she was asked whether or not, take a breath, sit down for this, make sure you don't have any socks on because they're going to be knocked off, the Seagram's heiress decided to get the vapors and collapse in court when she was asked whether or not Michael Avenetti was representing her. Oh, now, who might be Michael Avenetti? Michael Avenetti is the one that was representing Stormy Daniels, who was going after Trump, amongst other women that were going after other Republicans, like Kavanaugh. Michael Avenetti, the same one who decided to try and extort Nike for $20 million because he's claiming that Nike is bribing colleges, which in turn bribes certain players to be uh, representatives of the Nike brand. Well, this is, yes. I mean, college basketball, college football, it is so corrupt. It is beyond corrupt. Why is this news? Why is nobody talking about this, by the way? But it is beyond corrupt. So Michael Avenetti was right in this regard, but he's a fucking moron because what he did was he called up Nike and said, hey, we've got information. Give me $20 million or we're going to do all sorts of social media work on the stuff that we have. And Nike's uh, <laughs> Nike's legal team decided to say, oh, OK, we'll, we'll get right back to you. They called up Michael Avenetti again and said, uh, would you mind, uh, excuse me, Mr. Avenetti, would you mind repeating what you said before? And of course, this fucking idiot decides to do exactly what they ask. And he repeats exactly what he said before. But this time, the Nike legal team decided to record the idiot and then send it to the Department of Justice, which has gotten Michael Avenetti in some hot water. So... Going back to Nixium, former Smallville actress Allison Mack has pled guilty to charges of manipulating women into becoming sex slaves. 
sex slaves to be uh, essentially she is the leader of a quote unquote self help group. Oh, geez. More pedophilia. Because, yes, she was recruiting underage teenagers to be essentially sex slaves and captives of Nixium. 36 year old Mac apologized to the women. Oh, that makes it all better. And they, these kids and girls, were exploited by Keith. Ranier, Ranier, I don't know how to say this asshole's name, R-A-N-I-E-R-E, within the quote-unquote inner sanctum, and D-O-S was Dominus Obsequious Sororium, master over the slave women. That is the cult within the cult. It is D-O-S, Dominus Obsequious Sororium. And this, these people are fundraising for Clinton. Now, I'm pretty sure the Republicans have their own stuff, but let's not be pious here. The Clinton and all of the, this, this whole thing, the woke crowd. Oh, Trump likes to grab women by the pussy. Uh, Trump is a racist. Well, Trump may like grabbing women by the pussy, but nobody can come out and say he actually did that. Trump rapes women. Nobody has come forward and, and has said, yes, Trump raped me, and here's the evidence. All of this has been inference put out there by the media with no evidence, just like the Russiagate thing. Russia, Russia, Russia. Show me the fucking evidence, asshole. They can't. Because there is none. Because it is a conspiracy. Because it is a coup. And so the Democrats really have to get their heads out of their asses and come to terms with the fact that they are just as much of a group of assholes that the Republicans are. They're just as filthy they're just as dirty, they're just as depraved sexually and morally as the Republicans. And it's coming out more and more that the Democrats are appearing to be worse than the Republicans. Look at Joseph Biden. Oh, that's just Uncle Joe. That's just Crazy Joe. He's from a different time. You must understand that he does things a little bit differently. He's a little handsy. Well, keep your fucking hands off me, you ghoul. I don't need you touching me or touching uh, 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 children like that. Putting your forehead to forehead and whispering to them, Oh, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. What a fucking creep. What a creep. And no, uh, well, that's just Joe. You would, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing the amount of cognitive dissonance I see in supposed learned and thinking individuals that have graduated college with multiple degrees. That they, they are allowing themselves to believe that it's just, it's just Joe Biden and he's from a different time. No, no, absolutely not. He is a molester, 
behind closed doors. I shouldn't say that because I could get in trouble. I suspect that he is a molester behind closed doors. And we're up to eight women that are coming out now saying that Joseph Biden is an icky person. And unlike the Kavanaugh hearings, these women are very, very sure of themselves and are more than willing to present evidence of Joseph Biden's ickiness. Now, so far, none of them have come out and said Joseph Biden has raped them. They've all come out and said Joseph Biden was a creep and made me feel very, very uncomfortable. Big difference. However, we can only postulate as that's the third time I've said it this hour. So we can only assume that there's more going on behind closed doors. Anyway, Nixium, it is linked to the Democrats. It is linked to Michael Avenetti, which would explain why Michael Avenetti is so popular, because he is involved with the child trafficking, the human trafficking, and the sex rings, the, the, the sex slave operations within New York State. He is one of them. He is not some pillar of justice that is there to represent women. No, he is not. He is involved with it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have any idea who the Seagram's heiress is, never mind representing her. He is involved. He is involved. So we've also got something else. Ranier, Ranier, I don't know how to say this guy's name, was accused of having sex with children and producing kitty porn. Aha! This is a very common theme if you are dealing with people associated with the Democrats. One, like I talk about all the fucking time, is how Bill Clinton and Alan Dershowitz decided to visit Jeffrey Epstein's island. We all, I've gone through this many times. Jeffrey Epstein, pedophile, brought kids to an island, drugged them, allowed them to be raped while drugged up by very, very powerful financiers, politicians, and what have you. Nixium, same bullshit. They are raising money for the Democrats within New York State, and they are involved, and apparently this person, unsurprisingly, has been producing kitty porn for them. The New York Post reported that Ronnier, 58, is accused of having a child engage in sexually explicit conduct for the purpose of producing one or more visual depictions of such conduct, which visual depictions were produced and transmitted. Oh, so that means there were purchases of his wares. The co-defendants of Ronnier, Smallville actress Allison Max, Seagram heiress Claire Bronfman, Lauren Salzman, and Kathy Russell, which seems to be a trend here, were allegedly aware of his predilection for predation and even facilitated. They were involved in the child porn. Those individuals that I mentioned were groomers. They were snatching children. His code, the heiress of Seagram, Claire Bronfman, involved with, not breeding, but uh, involved with child sex trafficking and producing said films. His co-defendants 
were aware of and facilitated Ronnier's sexual relationships with two underaged victims, one a 15-year-old girl employed by Nancy Salzman, and who, 10 years later, became Ronnier's first-line slave in DOS. So, they're doing... So I wonder... I wonder... If these individuals that were part of the sex slave ring, meaning the slaves themselves, not the people that are grooming them, I wonder if these individuals were legal citizens of the United States. Because if they weren't, then we then can assume that the Nixium crowd had a bit of leverage over them by saying, if you don't do what we say, then we're going to turn you over to ICE or immigration and have you shipped out of the country. If we go a little bit further with that assumption, then we can start to see why illegal immigration is such a hot-button issue, but for the wrong reasons. If you close the border and create a fence, all of a sudden, not offense, a fence, all of a sudden you start to understand that, hey, wait a minute, maybe all of these asshole politicians and elitists and well-funded financiers have a stake in the illegal immigration crisis. Maybe they're involved with human trafficking. Now we start to put the pieces together. Maybe the real currency of the elite and the politicians and the financiers and the bankers is really human beings themselves and gold. Not so much money, but human beings and probably drugs. Human beings are the real currency of the elite. So if they want to close the border, then you, or the elite, are going to be a little inconvenienced. Because all of a sudden you're not involved with the child trafficking rings. You're not making money illegally. Also the drugs. You're not getting black project money from the drugs even though the black project money from drugs is minuscule compared to what's been given to them over the past decades since world war ii thanks to truman truman uh uh essentially uh, essentially looted the looters and took all the gold and artwork and, and bullion and whatever from the Japanese and the Germans and created a separate financial system. It's very interesting stuff. Listen to Dr. Joseph Farrell. He can tell you more about it. You can go to YouTube and he has tons of talks on this. Great stuff. He's a little dry. He has no inflection in his voice, but he's great. So, yes, that's what I'm talking about here. Nixium is the tip of the iceberg. Now, I, I seriously think the Trump administration is behind a lot of this. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, we had the spiritual advisors to the Clintons. They were arrested because it finally came out 
that they literally had a human farm. They had women breeders. Their only lot in life was to create life. So that those children can be raised in sex camps. Literal infants being sexually abused. And then sold to the highest bidder. This is the Clinton spiritual advisor arrested in Brazil. And the plot thickens because we've got Nixium coming out. And Nixium being arrested. These are disgusting, disgusting individuals. It is absolutely hideous that these people have any say, have any say in our politics and our lives and how we run our lives and they so pious and sanctimonious up on these podiums telling us what's good and what's bad. Meanwhile, they're philandering with children behind closed doors. It's disgusting. Something needs to change. David Stringer from the wayward state of Arizona. Now, if you've been listening to me for quite some time, you know that I lived in Arizona for two years, and I never wish to go back. I've never met more functioning, uh, functioning drug addicts, alcoholics, mentally disturbed people in all of my life per capita than in any other location than Arizona. It is a mini Las Vegas. These people have nothing to do than drink and do drugs. And these people have been touched by the sun. Everything is bland. You can't tell a dirty joke. You can't tell a racy joke. Everyone has this hypersensitivity. It's beyond my comprehension as a human being how this how Arizona is. I don't get what people see in Arizona. I really don't. Unless, unless you want to go there and uh, finish up some very interesting studies about giants in Arizona, which I may be pursuing, by the way, and ancient cultures, ancient megalithic cultures throughout Arizona and the mid, the southwest, American southwest. That's the only thing I could see Arizona being useful for. And also drinking and doing drugs. But I don't, whatever. So last month, Arizona Representative uh, David Stringer raised some eyebrows records were released showing that he was arrested in the 1980s for raping two children one of which had a developmental disability oh aha and he condones child sex trafficking in 1983 before he became a politician stringer who's reporting this by the way uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. You know, I try not to, uh, perjure, not perjure, but I try not to, uh, plagiarize. The Free Thought Project, uh, is reporting this, so you can go over there. Uh, Stringer was arrested and charged, uh, for raping, oh, even better, it wasn't not, not only was it children, but it was two boys under the age of 15 repeatedly. Stringer pick up, picked up uh, the boys in a park and lured them back to his apartment where he would engage with, in sex with them. 
name redacted, so John Doe, said that about a year ago when he was in Patterson Park with a boy, when name redacted, when a man stopped and asked if they wanted to go to his house and have some sex, they did perform the sex act on Mr. Stringer. After this, the boys were given, ooh, $10, and they left. This happened on at least 10 different occasions. So Stringer denies ever raping the boys and says the charges were expunged. So who did Stringer know? Who was on Stringer's side that allowed him to get away with raping boys? That's what I'd like to know. So this just goes to show you that Arizona is on the forefront of the child trafficking and the drug trafficking. And I could attest to the drug trafficking. There was a, an article about three months ago or four months ago about how they found a child sex dungeon in Tucson, Arizona. A bunker, literally a bunker that was created for child trafficking. Yeah. So, this goes on, and he is saying that, I remember what this guy said. I don't know if I have the quote here. Uh, he believes that child sex trafficking is not a problem. And this guy, created. he came out and said some awful quote about how going out for ice cream and showing kids a good time on the playground is all part of the process. And they enjoyed themselves on the playground with the ice cream. This sick fuck is walking free. Getting ice cream and going to a playground is not an enjoyable part of being in a child sex ring. Why is this person allowed to walk? Why isn't this person being investigated more thoroughly? All part of the process. Disgusting. Disgusting human. If he is human. So my main point with all of this is that Trump, for some reason, is allowing all of this dirty laundry to be aired out. And a lot of this laundry so far has been connected to Democrats. But don't let that fool you. Because the Republicans are just as guilty. Just as guilty. George Bush, the senior was nabbed in this. I think it was called the Franklin Affair. You can look in the Washington or look at archives of the Washington Post. There was a whole bunch of uh, there was uh, not a whole bunch, but there was one story that the Washington Post came out with and it was memory hold ever since then. And it had lobbyists taking young boys, children through White House tours in the depths of night. And there were cashed checks involved. They were taking children to the White House during Trump, uh, uh, Bush's presidency. And they were grooming young boys to be sex slaves. That's what was going on during George Bush I. Or they were choosing them and this is common on both sides of the Atlantic because there has been a court case 
involving uh i forgot the the school in canada there was a school in canada the royal family decided to visit the school in canada and choose a number of children to go have a picnic with them well the the problem is is that those children were never seen again so <laughs> this is dangerous stuff this is very, very dangerous stuff, and it's very, very telling about our rulers. Uh, now, Trump is not innocent himself. He may be allowing certain things to come out and certain people associated with the Democrats to get nailed. He may allow that. However, when did Trump meet Ivanka? He met her when she was 14. There are a number of pictures of Trump with really, really young-looking females sitting on his lap. So I seriously do not think Trump is some altruistic individual that didn't go after underaged girls, possibly boys, I don't know. He's part of the group. You're not that rich without knowing something. And I would assume people of that discriminating nature have some pretty, pretty fucking weird uh, fetishes. Now, me personally, I can't see myself even talking to somebody that is more than two or three years younger than me. I don't want to deal with somebody in their 20s. You know, oh, he's just a friend. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm just going to the bar and having a girl's night. Teehee. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to deal with that bullshit. I don't want to, I can't even bear, I can barely deal with people my own age. Never mind, somebody in their 20s saying, oh, haha, ha, he's just a friend. And sorry, I didn't call or text you all night because I was hanging out with just a friend. So I, I don't get, I, you know, I don't get how anybody could go after somebody younger. Never mind, never mind, somebody decades younger. I, I just don't get it. Anyway, watch out for more stories. Because what's going to happen is as Russiagate uh, becomes vindicated, or, or the defenders of Trump in, involving Russiagate, as, when they become vindicated, you are going to see more and more cases like this come forward. And the, I'll, I'll give you another example. The Clinton Foundation is involved. When Haiti was demolished, there was a news story. Now, I'm just remembering this now. I, you've got to look it up. But a Clinton Foundation member was caught by Haitian officials transporting 33 children. Now, 33 being the highest rank that you can be in Freemasonry unless you spit on the Bible at that point. Then you, you can go higher. But 33 being a very mystical number, and this individual associated with the Clinton Foundation transporting 33 children illegally in Haiti after a natural disaster, quote-unquote natural disaster. Doesn't make sense to me unless you factor in the, the child and human trafficking element to all of this. So, speaking of natural disasters, as we segue, NASA has warned that everybody should be more 
worried about catastrophic supervolcanoes than meteorites hitting Earth. This is interesting because we've been seeing more and more stories about Yellowstone and how there have been an exponential increase. There has been an exponential increase in tremors and volcanic disturbances. Old Faithful is blowing top way more often than it should have. So something is going on. So they, they create this apocalyptic scenario and then they they end it with well it's nothing to be worried about so then why are you writing about it you fucking morons so i don't buy that i don't buy that at all an eruption at yellowstone for example would be a more apocalyptic event says mac slavo from shiftplan.com a supervolcano has the ability to push mankind to extinction with an eruption says nasa and the space agency conducted a thought experiment called Defending Human Civilization from Supervolcanic Eruptions. But there's nothing to worry about. Supervolcanic eruptions. Uh, this was according to Express Daily. Uh, NASA told them that supervolcanic eruptions occur more frequently, frequently than a large asteroid or comet impacts that would have a similarly catastrophic effect uh, to human civilization. Jet Propulsion Laboratory researchers found that collisions from asteroids, which are more than two kilometers in diameter, occurred half as often as supervolcanic eruptions. A supervolcano is defined as a volcano big enough to cause an eruption which would project more than 1,000 times, well, I don't know, 1,000 kilometers to the third power, maybe? I don't know. Uh, of material into the atmosphere, the term whatever, so on and so forth. Yellowstone is one of those super volcanoes. And basically, if you are anywhere within a thousand kilometers of Yellowstone, then you are going to be in big trouble. Most likely, the East Coast is going to make it and parts of Southern uh the uh, uh, the southern portions of the united states mainly those that um border mexico would be okay oddly enough also another story uh, involving yellowstone is that they found a new thermal area but don't worry there's no impending eruption right yellowstone's dynamic hydrothermal activity has been slowly forming over the past 20 years this is exactly the sort of behavior we expect from Yellowstone's dynamic hydro hydrothermal activity, said Greg Vaughn, a research scientist with USGS. And it highlights that changes are always taking place, sometimes in remote and generally inaccessible areas of the park. So they just found a new thermal area. The new thermal area on top of, maybe not directly on top of, but very, very close to the 465 miles of magma bubbling towards the surface in Yellowstone. 465 miles of magma is approaching the surface. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about at all. Uh, he goes on, we've heard many statements that Yellowstone is overdue and that has a major eruption. 
occur every 600,000 years or so on average. And since the last eruption was about 631,000 years ago, you can see where this is going, says Michael Pollan, scientist in charge of the Yellowstone Volcanic Observatory. Is this true in a word? No. In two words, no way. In three words, not even close. Yellowstone doesn't work that way, meaning that it just doesn't randomly erupt. But why are you mentioning the stories? That Why are you creating these apocalyptic scenarios? What kind of scenario are you trying to inject, not inject, but inject into the public mind? Why are these stories being published? And it's not just because people love to hear apocalyptic scenarios. No, there is something going on. And they are putting this out there because they are essentially telling you they have no control. And they are going to say that, oh, this has nothing, this nothing is going to happen for many, many years. Hundreds of thousands of years. We're all going to be safe. No worries. However, the way this stuff works. They're essentially telling you they have no control over what it, what's about to happen. None. And they can't stop it. And if something happens, well, we told you so. There's no, there's no reason to be publishing these stories like this and then at the end say, well, don't worry about it. That's not, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. You're publishing those stories because there is a galactic shift going on right now. A galactic shift. And it all has to do with a, a polar shift, which means the North and South Poles, if you believe in the spherical planetary... It, the North and South Poles are altering themselves, which means the magnetic fields are altering themselves, which means that all sorts of fun things are going to happen on the geological level. Volcanoes, earthquakes, great stuff. Natural disasters, dogs, cats living together in peace, total anarchy. There was a story a while ago, and, and by the way, by the way, I would not be surprised if these quote-unquote natural disasters are really attacks from other countries, if not attacks from the elite, which is beyond. There, there's an elite beyond nat, uh, national boundaries. And you might think George Soros, he is nothing compared to the elite that I'm referring to. These are beyond, these are hyper-elite. We're talking about the hyper-elite that have these technologies that, that it cannot compare to what nations have. You think the F-35 is a great airplane? And, ooh, boy, it's a, no, 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 no. There's a reason why Donald Trump is saying we need to create a space force. And it's not to combat the Russians. It is... There is something else going on. There is already a space force out there, but it is compromised or this space force belongs to a massive transnational fifth column. I'm talking about 
individuals that hold no allegiance to any country. Or beings, I should say, because they may not even be human. That can, that can literally control weather. That can literally, which the United States does that already with through chemtrails and everything else. You know, that, that shit happens all the time. In fact, there, I'm reminded of a story uh, happened years. I have the sniffles. I can't get over it. That happened years ago. Uh, there was a ton of earthquakes that were occurring in Iran. And it was a natural disaster. And Oh, my God. All these people were hurt. Well, lo- well, son of a bitch, wouldn't you know it, a lot of the epicenters to these earthquakes occurred within 50 miles of various Iranian nuclear research facilities. Well, golly, isn't that a coincidence? Now, they're either using technolo- <laughs> technology that is so powerful that it creates earthquakes or they're literally creating earthquakes with harp-like technology that manipulates the ionosphere and manipulates the electromagnetic fields around the earth to create said earthquakes. So I I never believed that story. And still to this day Iran is this big boogeyman. I I I refuse to well no, I I refuse to believe the, the, the typical story that Iran wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. There are various translations that say it's not really they want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. It's that they want to take out the Zionist regime in Israel. And the Zionist regime has done a lot to damage the image of what an Israeli is. <laughs> you know... Uh, you look up Zionism, look up global Zionism. It's not very pretty. It's not very pretty at all. Um, but you can say they're responsible for creating the nation of Israel. The, I shouldn't say the nation. The state of Israel. It's not the nation. It's a state. Uh, big difference. I'm not going to go down that road, but it's a big difference. Uh, let's see. The the pre- So the Islam... <laughs> The funny thing is this. Iran's uh, Revolutionary Guard has been deemed a terrorist organization by the Trump administration, mainly Fat Pompeo. Pompeo Green Street. Maybe you'll get the joke if you watch some black and white movies. So the Iranian national, uh, whatever it is, the IRG, what is it? Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps is now a terrorist organization, which means the United States can bomb the hell out of them wherever and wherever they may reside. And the United States does not have to declare war because it's the never-ending war on terrorism. Wherever they are, we must scout out the terrorists and demolish them. Blow them up and bring them back to the Stone Age. Yes. So in response to that, Iran designates the U.S. military a terrorist organization. Uh, Today, this is a statement from the president on the designation of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as a foreign terrorist. Today, I am formally 
announcing my administration's plan to designate Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, including its Quds Force, as a foreign terrorist organization under Section 219 of the Immigration and Nationality Act. The designation will be the first time that the United States has ever named a part of another government as an FTO, meaning a foreign terrorist organization. This action sends a clear message to Tehran that its support for terrorism has serious consequences. What about the United States' support of terrorism? What about the United States creating ISIS? What about the United States and Hillary Clinton transporting weapons of mass destruction and other weapons from Libya through the Middle East and through the Balkans, the Kosovo, Bosnia, Herzegovina, to ISIS members stationed in Iraq, stationed in Turkey, stationed in Israel, and arming them and training them. What about that? Where is the United States' accountability for creating terrorist organizations? Oh, I'm sorry, contractors. And moderates. Yeah, that, that's always a great term. No, they're not. They're moderates. Really? Give me a break. I mean, this is all nonsense. And, of course, you've got fat, the fat matzah-sucking moron, Benjamin Netanyahu. I can't even say. You know, what am I up to right now? 57 minutes, 57 and a half minutes. You try doing this for an hour, over an hour, and see if you get tongue-tied. After working all day, too. Then you've got f that fat matzah-sucking moron, Benjamin Netanyahu. He's out there. He's up for election. He's out there saying, well, I told Donald Trump to make them a terrorist organization. I told Donald Trump to uh, say that the Golan Heights is officially Israeli. It's not going to be. So, uh, you know, he's got a point there because you can't do anything without APEC. You can't even say, uh, as an American politician, you can't do anything without APEC's approval. And that reference, uh, who's that woman? Imran? Iran? No, not Iran. Who's the representative? I can't think of her name. The representative up there. She was right. You can't do anything without APAC influence and APAC money and APAC approval. A-I-P-A-C approval. She's absolutely right. So it's another example of Israeli influence in American politics. What's also interesting is that Mueller decided to go, I think he decided to go after, who was it, Papadopoulos? One of them. Uh, for not designating himself a foreign, a, an agent of a foreign country during Trump's presidential campaign. And that foreign country was Israel. What's interesting about that is that Mueller was going after him for his Israeli connections. That's never been done in American politics. Never been done. APAC should be a foreign organization. I forgot the official term that they would use for it. But APAC should be a foreign organization or foreign agent, I think. Uh, and, and it's not. It, it, it just doesn't happen. Now, why did they designate the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps? I'm not saying that all night, by the way. 
I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. So it's going to be the IRGC, which is it's just as wordy and just as mouthy as Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. So why are they doing this all of a sudden? Yes, Netanyahu was up for re-election, and yes, Netanyahu is uh, being chased after with corruption charges uh, for his philandering, and his wife too. His wife is scum. Uh, but why are they doing this now? I'm not going to believe that that's just the case. I think what they're going to try and do is is severely take a chunk out of Iranian influence. Because what Iran is trying to do now is jump on board with the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative. And essentially what that is, is that China is creating massive massive road networks and railway lines throughout Central Asia all the way to the Mediterranean and also through India and Pakistan and or trying to get through India but working with Pakistan whatever else well the United States doesn't like this so they're trying to stymie this at every turn same thing in Africa Chinese are doing this in Africa and the United States through CENTCOM is over there, quote unquote, killing terrorists. No, no, they're not. They're they're killing people, you know, to try and, and stymie Chinese influence. So there was another headline from almastarnews.com. And they're talking about how Iran wants to link Tehran, the capital of Iran, to the Mediterranean via a new highway that goes through Baghdad and goes through Syria. Oh, isn't this interesting? Now, don't you, now this makes a lot of sense. They want to connect the Persian Gulf from Iraq to Syria and the Mediterranean via railway and road. So what they want to do is go from Tehran to Baghdad to Al-Tanf, if I'm saying that properly, and then through Syria to Lebanon. And also they want to make, uh, they want to hit a little stop in uh, central Syria too. This all of a sudden becomes very, very interesting. Because now we realize, one, the price that Syria has to pay for Iranian assistance for beating back ISIS and American and Israeli and Western and French and British and Turkish insurgents and Kurdish insurgents into Syria and destroying that country for years, destroying that country under the guise of moderate rebels wanting a free demo Democrat Syria. Stop it. Stop it. Two, we now understand why Iran is such a target to the West and Israel because they are becoming a major, major geopolitical, regional power player, well beyond Israel's influence. And Iran is backed by China and Russia. Big, big issue for the power players in the West. And not only that, they are trying to win over Iraq, America's bastion in the Middle East. You can read about how large the American embassy in Iraq is. 
you can also read about the tons of material that is going between all the airports and American embassies. And what that material is, we'll never know. But this is part of the reason why Syria was such a hotbed and Syria was such an evil, evil thing. Because the, Ira the IRGC had an enormous impact in beating back ISIS and limiting the amount of Western influence in Syria. And also, in turn, Iran is, well, feeling their gonads. Not only are they doing this, but the IRGC commander has put the U.S. Navy in the Persian Gulf on notice and says, stay away from the speedboats. Stay away from them because we'll go after them. He said, Mr. Trump, tell your warships not to pass near the Revolutionary Guard's boats. Those little, little speedboats. Well, the problem with those speedboats is that they pack way more of a punch for their size than what's being let on. They're either suicide boats, like the Japanese and Germans had during World War II, or they have some technology on there, maybe missiles, that is essentially going to be able to penetrate any defenses that the U.S. Navy has. Now, what's even more telling is we're going after, the United States is going after um, the, the IRGC in very, very interesting ways. All of a sudden, Iran's Qasem Soleimani is the equivalent to an ISIS leader, according to CIA's Pompeo. Really? Re this is the, the connections that we're trying to make here? Are you, Stop it. Stop it. He said, Pompeo, yes, he's a terrorist. The guy, stop it. Stop it. The United States is no better. It is no better. Pompeo said, each time we find an organization, institution, or an individual that has taken the lives of Americans, it is our responsibility. It's indeed President Trump's duty. And we have made tremendous progress in this administration's first two years to reduce the risk that any American will be killed by Qasem Soleimani's and his merry band of brothers ever again. Really? You sound like a fucking moron. Why don't you order a pizza, sit down, shut up, and stop saying stupid things like this. Nobody is believing you anymore. Nobody is believing the ISIS myth. Enough. Everybody knows ISIS was created by the West. Anybody with two brain cells, just follow the money trail. Follow the arms. Not literal arms, but weapons arms. I'm serious about this. Very, very serious. Let's move over to uh, domestic politics for a little bit. I... The, uh, let's see here. This person, I'm going to play a game with you. I want you to guess who is going to run or has been flirting with running for the presidency in 2020. This person is a moron. Uh, he has an overinflated sense of self-worth. 
He has made it big in Hollywood. He thinks he's funny. And other people without sense of humors also believe he's funny. He has a notorious temper. He's a wretched individual. Yes, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, Alec Baldwin is saying that he would like to run for the presidency. He has tweeted, if I run for president, would you vote for me? I won't ask you for any money, and I promise I will win. Beating Trump would be so easy, so easy, so easy. These tweets save me millions in polling. He's not funny. He played Trump on SNL so many times. It, have you seen? It's not funny. I don't know who thinks it's funny. Oh, I do know who thinks it's funny. But real, he's going to run for... I hope he runs for president. I hope he runs for president because it will be such a joke. If this guy gets anywhere, it would be hysterical. And you know what? I hope he does because I hope he knocks all of the Democrats out. And you've got this moron who plays Trump on Saturday Night Live running against Trump. It would be great. Trump would have a field day with this guy. Field day. Speaking of having field days. I don't know if you all remember Michael Flynn. This was the person uh, that one of the first people the Democrats took out from the Trump administration because he was having an affair with a Russian spy in Cambridge during the Cambridge Security Initiative. Oh, boy. So Stefan Halper. Stefan Halper was the MI6 link. An English link, one of the English links to Russiagate and starting up Russiagate. Svetlana Lakova. She's a mild-mannered historian. Now, she was at this event and she was pinned and named as the Russian spy. In this whole thing. And the evidence that they have from all of this is a photograph that took place during a dinner at Cambridge University. Apparently, she, Miss Lakova, was the only female at the event. So it was a stag party with a bunch of sausages. It is British custom, according to her, for the only female in a stag party to sit next to the host, in this case, or the or the person being honored, in this case, it being Flynn, Michael Flynn. So, there you go. There is the evidence of an affair. There is the evidence of Michael Flynn being compromised right there because she sat next to him at a fucking dinner. And nobody in the Western media, nobody in the American media has the gonads or the uh, the integrity to say, this is it? This is the big evidence that you have here? for the, This is the honeypot because she sat next to... I've sat next to all sorts of nefarious individuals. It doesn't mean that I do what they do. Far from it. 
she tweeted a whole bunch of shit. She got barely any likes on it. Thankfully, some websites have picked up on it. General Flynn was the guest of honor, and he sat on one side of the table in the middle. I sat on the opposite side of the table to Flynn next to Richard Dearlove because I was the only woman at the dinner, and it is a British custom that the only woman gets to sit next to the host. Okay, so I was wrong, but there is a picture of them sitting next to each other and talking to one another, and that's where all this came from. She was never alone with Flynn. Never alone. And she, in fact, according to the BBC, spoke to Flynn about her book that involved Soviet spying during the Russian Revolution. Big deal. Big deal. She wants some notoriety from a book that she wrote. And she thought Flynn would be a good contact. She didn't want to have contact with Flynn. She wanted to make a contact with Flynn. She even asked to send him the document. He said, sure, whatever. Send it over. Let me read it. So get this. She continues here. She says, I have not, she tweeted this, I have not forgotten how you told, and she's referring to Malcolm Nance from The Guardian. I don't know if he's from The Guardian, actually. He, he, Michael, Malcolm Nance is, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, referencing a Guardian article. I don't know if Malcolm Nance is part of it. Well, maybe, well, it's easy enough to look up. I'm having an argument with myself here. Who is this moron, Malcolm Nance? He's an American author. Oh, look at his spouse. Is that nice? Uh, media commentator on terrorism, intelligence, insurgency. He was part of the U.S. Navy. Uh, oh, NBC News, oddly enough. Okay, so he's a shit kicker. He's associated with NBC News, so he's referencing an, a, an article from The Guardian. So being that he's part of the NBC News conglomerate, naturally, they're going to exacerbate any sort of ties that anybody has with Russia to propagate, 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 I don't know, fan the flames of Russian conspiracy and hacking the 2016 election. Anyway, Svetlana said, I have not forgotten how you told American people and the world a whole pack of lies about me based on your racist and sexist views. The tide has turned. I'm not a Russian spy. I have never worked for the Russian government. I believe that General Flynn was targeted and I was used to do it. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Dear love, the events organizer, and Stefan Halper working with the FBI trying to ensnare Trump campaign advisors in foreign territory so that they can claim that Trump's advisors were working with Russian agents. That's what they were trying to do. Suddenly resigned their positions from the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar after President Trump won. Very interesting. 
according to Sarah Carter.com, Sarah A. Carter.com, two A's. Halper also had invited senior Russian intelligence officers to co-teach his course on several occasions, and according to news reports, has also accepted money to finance the course from a top Russian oligarch with ties to Putin. Halper had invited and co-taught. Co oh man, it, yeah, it's almost time. Co-taught his course on intelligence with the former director of Russian intelligence, General Vladimir Trubnikov. Even more interesting are reports from the British media outlet The Financial Times that State Halper received funds for the Cambridge seminar from Russian billionaire Andrei Cheglikov, who has close ties to none other than Putin. So you've got Russian collusion, but it's on behalf of the Democrats because Halper was coordinating with the FBI to try and lure Trump campaign officials into uh, essentially coordinating with Russia. So they're using their Russian ties, who have ties to Putin, to try and create a scenario that portrays Russia, uh, to portrays Trump as a Russian agent. Meanwhile, they're the ones that are working with Russia. They are the Russian agents. The Clintons, the Democrats, the Fusion GPSs, MI6 is involved with this too. British intelligence. British intelligence has their hands full. Full of this. Very, very full. She continues, Tom Hamburger's job is to polish turds. I like that. He flew to Cambridge to clean up Halper's mess. Imagine he managed to get Halper described as a patriot. Remember, you must never, ever, under any circumstances whatsoever, call a spy on the Trump campaign helper a spy on Trump campaign. Washington Post wants you to refer to helper as the FBI source who assisted the Russia investigation. Got it? Okay, so there's a bit of a communication issue here. Essentially, is what she essentially what she's saying is that helper was implanted into the or attempted to get inserted into the rush cam, russian cam, shit the trump campaign <laughs> um as a spy for the fbi and the fbi and the media want this story spun to say that he was assisting with the russian investigation when he in fact was somebody that was trying to lure trump people into a russian trap she continues, I've never heard of David Ignatius, a reporter, a slimy reporter. But some reason, my university professor, who I now understand is a friend of Ignatius, gave him my personal email address, which was very nice, as I have given birth few weeks earlier and still recovering from a shock of the Wall Street Journal attack. And on March 1st in 2017 the same day as the Wall Street Journal was accusing me behind my back to my university colleagues of being a Russian agent, of having an affair with General Flynn, David Ignatius emails me. So how would you like that? This woman is working as an historian at Cambridge. A teacher, a school, a lowly school model. And your superiors 
are coordinating with intelligence people from MI6 and the FBI and counterintelligence from the CIA and anybody else involved. They're framing you behind your back saying that you are sleeping around with American generals and trying to lure them into intelligence traps on behalf of the Kremlin. All after you gave birth. Your superiors, they're giving out your personal contact information to American reporters who are trying to, they're trying to frame you as a Russian agent toppling American democracy. Excuse, what? What? Is nobody else shocked by this? This is a far-reaching conspiracy here. This goes to almost every level of British intelligence, American intelligence, British and American counterintelligence. This is devastating. Anybody who thinks that, oh, well, we have to wait for the final report from Mueller. No, no, you don't. The writing on the wall is as clear as day. This was a conspiracy to take down an American simply because he was beating Hillary Clinton. This stuff just doesn't happen. This is coordinated at the top levels. We're talking about presidential levels. Director levels. Vice presidential level. Cabinet levels. This is, this is going to be enormous. And David Nunes is saying, we're going to look into all of this. We're going to look into how this started. We're going to look into what went on with the supposed FBI investigation during the 2016 year. And we're going to start holding people accountable. And as soon as he says this, all of a sudden there's a story about him with prostitutes snorting coke on a yacht. And now all of the left and the mainstream media have this hashtag out there. I think it's Yacht Cocaine Weekend or some shit like that. Because he's decided that he is going to go after Democrats. And so the mainstream media, being all about Democrats, is now trying to slander him and throw him under the bus. She continues, Svetlana Lakova. Roll forward to May 2018 and Halper is exposed as an FBI operative. Ignatius, Ignatius, David Ignatius, writes, I'd like very much to ask you about Halper. We spoke and I caught him off guard with a direct question. Did he know he was a spy? To which he said, I always found him very reliable and then hung up. Meaning, yes. 
David Ignatius knew that Halper was a spy. He knew that Halper was coordinating with the FBI. He knew about the conspiracy to take out Donald Trump and try to frame him as an agent of Russia. He knew about all of it. And if a reporter like David Ignatius knew about it, then you have to assume that this is a very, very large conspiracy with very, very many actors involved. The totality of all of this is mind-boggling. And it is stunning that you have journalists out there, part of the quote-unquote hashtag resistance, that are perpetuating this hoax and not reporting on the conspirators of this. Whether you like Trump or not is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. This has to do with a fifth column within the United States that abused, abused the powers of their offices and agency powers to go after somebody that they didn't like. Democracy has nothing to do with it. You got this moron, John, uh, uh, John Brennan. I've spoken about him on numerous occasions. He's out there. Well, Trump is not for democracy. He is against democracy. We must stand up for the pillars of justice. No, you're a conspirator in this. You are taking away the power of the American people who voted Trump into office. He didn't win the popular vote, but that's not how you win presidential elections. You don't win via popular vote. You win via the Electoral College. He's out there saying, that, oh, we must maintain democracy, and Trump is an, is in he is a, a, a boil on the pimple or a boil on the ass of American democracy. He must be excised. He's the one he's the one conspiring against an American president and the media just laps it up and he's a, a political commentator for MSNBC now. This is very, very disturbing. Extremely, extremely disturbing. She then fights back against Ignatius and says, I tell him he is about to publish smears and untruths. He claims he has spoken to Richard Dearlove, but later admitted to uh, that his sources close to Dearlove, not Dearlove himself. So more hearsay. More hearsay that Ignatius is trying to run up the flagpole. I told Hamburger... And she has a timestamp. You reveal you have not had contact with Dear Love. So if the principals in the story have not confirmed their knowledge and statements personally, then the journalists do not have evidence, but only hearsay. And this should be stressed. I have also confirmed that General Flynn, DIA liaison Dan O'Brien, had been on the record with Washington Post to confirm he left the 2014 dinner with Flynn and nothing happened. Nothing happened. During a dinner with Flynn, attendant Halper and Dearlove were disconcerted by the attention the then DIA chief showed to a Russian-born graduate student who regularly attended the seminars. Not to mention the facts that his colleague, Ignatius interviewed everyone at dinner a year before, and there were no concerns 
And she goes on and on and on about this. So do you understand what's going on here? You've got a couple of intelligence hacks that are really taking stretches here and saying, well, I, I saw them at dinner and he really, really was talking to her about her book. So clearly they must be compromised. And clearly they're having an affair. And clearly he's associated with Trump. So therefore Trump must be an agent of Russia. Who the hell has that stupid car? Clearly Trump must be an agent of Russia. And so then everything else falls into place. We've got FISA warrants. We need to spy on them to make sure that he's not an agent of Russia. We need to have an insurance policy. To in make just cross all of our T's and dot all of our I's and J's, lowercase J's. It's mind-boggling, and the media doesn't report any of this. None of it. None of it. And they're going nuts about it. They're going nuts about Barr. They're not going nuts about this. Even Barr said, what do he say here? He is conducting, a rev he's reviewing FBI conduct during the 2016 election cycle in a separate wide-ranging probe. The chickens are coming home to roost with Barr. The Democrats got him in there and allowed him to go in there. Now they hate him because he's not releasing the full unredacted report. Well, the, the issue is, is that he legally can't. He legally cannot release an unredacted report of the Mueller investigation. He can't do it. Legally, it's not possible. And this goes back to the Starr investigation when they created a report on Bill Clinton that talked about him shoving cigars in the twats of interns that happened to be Israeli intelligence agents. And so the Democrats created a law and said, no, 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 you got to go through the thing and you can't just release it to the public. He's following their law. Now there's a problem with this. So Barr got in there. Barr is good friends with Mueller, by the way. And the four-page summary that Barr created after he saw the 400-page Mueller report was submitted to Mueller and said, hey, do you want to look at this? And Mueller said, no, I got you. I trust you. You're my good friend. You've shown up at my parties. I've been to weddings for your family, which is true. They're good friends. Mueller and Barr are good friends, personal friends. I trust you. So the Democrats are like, oh, my God, he's conspired. No. No, there's there's no conspiracy. There's no Russian conspiracy. I have never seen more people upset by the fact that they found out that the president is not an agent of another country. Barr is working on reviewing the FISA processes. Processes. As it relates to the Trump Russia investigation and the phony dossier. 
and the phony warrant obtained on Carter Page. And he's going to review everything. And this review will be complete in May or June. This is to essentially tomorrow that this stuff is going to be coming out. This is not good for the Democrats. You're going to see a lot of rats jumping from the ship here. And he even says, he even says that all of the redactions in the report are going to be color-coordinated. So the reason why these portions are going to be redacted is because of this. A lot of it has to do with grand jury testimony and ongoing investigations, ongoing prosecutions, ongoing defenses. So, yeah, you may not be able to release all of this information just yet. Completely understandable. And so much so, so more so, he would be breaking the law if he did otherwise. So, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. And if there was any collusion here, any at all, it's on the side of the Democrats with Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and Hillary Clinton working with Ukrainians. Now, the issue is even worse because the Ukrainian government has prosecuted a number of people saying that they tried to influence the elections in the United States during the 2016 election cycle on behalf of Hillary Clinton. They've they've prosecuted and got guilty pleas from people about this. And they said, we've got the evidence. Here you go to the Trump administration. Here's all the things that we found about these couple of Ukrainians influencing American politics. And what does the Trump administration do? No, nah, no, nah, we're not interested. So why isn't the Trump administration interested in this Ukrainian evidence? What's going on with that? What is going on with that. Ukrainian businessmen authorized payments for lobbying efforts directed at the U.S. government. In addition, these payments were made from funds that were acquired during the money laundering operation, and we have information that a U.S. company was involved in these payments. And I can almost guarantee you that company, the U.S. company, was associated with Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son. Joe Biden was an enormous player and dirty dealer in Ukrainian politics and uh, Ukrainian energy companies. And some Ukrainian uh, lawyers said... Well, we're going to go after Hunter Biden because he knows nothing about the energy industry. And why is he getting paychecks of over $150,000 a month? And why is he pushing around certain individuals? So his father, Joseph Biden, decided to go in there and push his weight around and hold money ransom. And essentially said, you're not going to get 
$1.5 billion in U.S.-backed loans if this prosecutor remains in the position that he is in. And he brags about this. Son of a bitch, the guy got fired. So we don't exactly know what the Ukrainian influence is because it's not being talked about and it's not being welcomed as evidence in the United States. So this is a story that we have to watch. But if the Ukrainians are being truthful about this, they're saying that they have a company, an American company, that is tied to one or more prominent Democrats. They have used the money to influence American politics during the 2016 election against Donald Trump. And that's it for me because I'm fucking tired. So you've been listening to the Cafe American podcast, a whopping one hour, 36 minute podcast getting longer and longer. You can find me on Podbean. You can find me on Stitcher. You can find me on iTunes. And I think I'm going to get involved with TuneIn, another victim from my growing empire of podcast hosts. Uh, so I'm going to be getting more, more better mics. And it's going to be a great time. I'm also going to be doing more podcasts. My other podcast, Resonance, is going to be going on hiatus after this month. So April will be the final month of Resonance because uh, there's going to be a little bit of an upheaval and reworking of that podcast host. So uh, a little less energy work. However, I'm going to be doing another podcast. And that podcast is going to be a little more com comedic and lighthearted. Uh, I'll be revisiting my former co-host, Tim, and we will be talking about all sorts of fun things. Mostly degenerative stuff where he probably gets angry. Except this time, we're going to be doing it the right way and not the way we did it before. So stay tuned for that. You've been listening to Chris Michaels for the Cafe American podcast. Find me on Podbean, Stitcher, and iTunes, and soon to be on TuneIn. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is Cafe American CD. No, it doesn't stand for Crossdresser. And on uh, Instagram, that was on Twitter. And on Instagram, you can find me in Cafe American Podcast. That's it for me. Until next week. <laughs>